This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's our 8 o'clock hour. I don't see Ray Didiger up there, He's Joe. There. Is Ray Didiger there? I just want to mention that uh, we have some visitors in the studio today, Josie, and it's starting to seem like I got a nice road trip I'm planning. Because right now, you, Douglas, has agreed to come in my car. Yep. I will be the driver because I'm a very good driver. <laughs> uh, so here's what you got. Me uh, driving, riding shotgun. That will be you, Douglas. Yep. And then in the back seat, I got the gentleman who's visited today. Nice man. And the, and then the other guy, that will be Jonathan Gannon. I'm driving him to Houston. It's a lot of hot he air. He signed a contract because I don't uh. like the heat coaching. <laughs> I'm the light. Now, I have been critical after the Eagles went 14-3, and maybe I'm just a cranky old man. No, you're not. And the good news for you is you won't be hearing this voice much longer. Not for long. And after yesterday, the sooner the better, because I can't take what I saw yesterday. On the line is a legend, a Hall of Famer, and it is an honor and a thrill to be able to hear his voice for as long as the Eagles remain in the playoffs, which might not be that long. The great Ray Dittinger. Hi, Raymond. <laughs> oh, hello, Angelo. How are you? All right, Ray, this is the thing. All right, you watched the game yesterday. You know the 14-3 and in the bye is a precious thing to have. Sure is. Should we be happy or should we be worried? Um, it's fair to be both. I think that's uh, you know I think you can be both. I mean you you certainly this was the greatest regular season in the franchise's history. Wow, yeah. it is. I mean uh, in terms of uh, in terms of any kind of metric you want to point to, um, starting with wins, <laughs> it's the most wins I've ever had in a regular season, and they set a boatload of records for the regular season. So, I mean, you can look back over this and say this is the best regular season that the Philadelphia Eagles have ever had, for, for, and, the, and the team's been around since 1933. So it's, it's fair to be delighted about that. You've got the number one seed, uh, and all of that is true. Um, but you can also say, but what team, what team do we have going into the, going into the playoffs? And that's, that's the other part of it. I mean, for, you know, for 14 or 15 weeks, this was the best team in the NFL. That's no question about that. But since the Chicago game and since Hurts' injury, can you still say the same thing with the same degree of confidence? Probably not, you know, because we don't know. The 14-3 regular season and all the records and A.J. Brown's records and the 70 sacks and the 59 touchdowns and total points and all that stuff, that's great. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a great regular season. We'll fully acknowledge that. But if they don't get to the Super Bowl – 
Who cares? You know, so the question is, how good are they right now? And how well equipped are they to make that run to Arizona? Well, Ray, this is where I've missed you terribly this whole season. Because I watch games, and I agree. I'm thrilled about 14-3, and and I'm great that they don't have to play next weekend. But if you're trying to preserve the health of a guy that we now know was significantly injured, in what world does the game start with your first nine play calls all passes. And just so you know, I'm not I want you to actually listen to the sequence of the first nine plays dialed up on the script by Shane Steichen. Here it is. Let's see what the first play is from Jalen Hurts. Hurts looks, Hurts fires, completed a crossing pattern. He's back again. He's looking, firing, and he throws it out of bounds. Steps up, he fires over the middle, complete. Fakes, looks, fires, he completes it, fires for the end zone, and it is incomplete. Hurts looking. He's being chased. He stops. He throws, and it is out of bounds incomplete. Down Hurts back again. Flares it out. He's got Devontae Smith. Comes the rush. He steps up. He's going to run, and he dives down, but he will lose a yard on the play. Fakes. He slings it out, and he has the first down to Goddard. Nine pass plays in a row. Mm-hmm. In what world is that logical? Uh, not mine. Uh, <laughs> I, I, was, uh, I, was, I guess I was scratching my head same as you were. Um, I, I wasn't surprised to see him throw on the first down just to kind of do it, just to kind of get the feel of it. Uh, but I just thought that uh, when they kept doing it and doing it and doing it, I was surprised. Uh, I, I was surprised uh, because I've felt all along, ever since the Chicago game, um, that he was hurt worse than they were saying. I, I just, uh, just the way he went down. I mean, and that whole game just really. If you and I had been doing our Monday conversation <laughs> that yeah. Monday, uh, we would have had a lot to talk about because I was furious with the coaches after that game. I really was because I, I just thought that that was a game where they just um, th- the, that they just let him take a ridiculous amount of punishment in that game, uh, in a game where they didn't have to against a team that's now going to have the number one pick in the draft, a team <laughs> that's bad in a million different ways, that you let them beat up your MVP quarterback that that way that day for an entire for an entire four quarters was i thought just ridiculous uh and i i say that with a lot of respect for this coaching staff because i think they've done a tremendous job on the whole and to get this team to the number one seed and 14 and three and all that stuff was a great accomplishment it really it really was but i just thought they went way off the rails in the in their play calling in that game in chicago and put their quarterback at uh a terrible risk, and and if they if they wind up not getting to the Super Bowl and completing the mission this year, you can look back to that day in Chicago as the day it all went wrong. Absolutely. And now let's get to the defense, because the defense was facing a man who had never thrown a pass in the NFL, Davis Webb. The final 22 minutes, nine plays, 69 yards for a field goal, 10 plays, 59 yards, touchdown, Seven plays, 54 yards, touchdown. What the hell was Jonathan Gannon doing in the latter stages of yesterday's game? <laughs> um, good question. Uh, I, they Defensively, one of the things about this team, and you know, if you, again, if you, look, if you just go by the statistics, you would look at the defense and say, wow, they were really good this year. Um, but there is some concern. I mean, <clears throat> they didn't have Saquon Barkley either, you know, and they still ran the ball pretty effectively. Um, this team, for a, for a defense that's put up big numbers, and we're certainly going to he- we've heard a lot and we're going to hear even more about the 70 sacks and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, this team made a fair amount of history this year. But do they, 
you know, when they're chasing records that were set by the, the Bears of the 80s, I mean, that Bears team of Dan Hampton and Singletary and Dent, those guys, you know, uh, I, does this team strike fear in your heart the same way that team did? No, not really. Uh, the numbers would tell you that they should, but they really don't. And yesterday was a little more evidence of that. And one of the things that, you know, all the stats are what they are. But one of the stats that jumps out at me is this team just isn't taking the ball away from opponents anymore. You know, and I mean, through the first through the first eight games, they had 12 interceptions and were taking the ball away a lot. Over the last nine games, they've only got five. You know, and yesterday they had an opportunity to to maybe intercept four or five passes. I mean, there were that many opportunities out there. They just weren't making those plays. And when you get into the postseason with the teams you're going to be playing against that are better teams, you're going to have to find a way to get those takeaways. And that's one of the areas where they have to be not just better, but more opportunistic. And I didn't see that yesterday. Right. You started this conversation by pointing out that this is the greatest season. Statistically, they've had it 14-3. and three. Right. Is it one of the greatest Eagles teams? Uh you can't if they if they win if they win the Super Bowl, yeah, you would have to say that. If they don't, they're not. You know, I mean that's that's really kind of where you are. I mean, everything that they've done to this point is great and it's something that everybody should feel good about. And you know, the people that love to do the math, I mean they're gonna to point to this figure and that stat and you know, this percentage and all of that and they're gonna say this is the greatest Eagles team ever. But it you know, if they didn't win the if they don't win the championship you can't say that because the only thing that matters really is winning the championship. If they if they go all the way and they go to Arizona and they win the whole thing, you can look back and say, This you know what, this was the greatest season in Eagles history. And this is the greatest team in Eagles history, but they have to get there to do that. To fall to, to do everything they've done to this point, even to get the number one seed, and then fall short in the postseason. No, they're not. It's all about you know you've gotten us this far, but now you got to take it the rest of the way to be mentioned in the same breath as the teams that actually did it. Well, that leads to my last question. You've seen so much football. You're in the NFL Hall of Fame. Do you think this is going to be a championship team? I, I'll tell you the team. The team that I saw for most of the season, I felt very strongly about that. I really did. I thought I thought that they it was. I thought they were that was almost without question. They were the best team in the league, because the thing was they were so good offensively, and they were so they were such a challenge to defend because of the players they had and because of the way they could play their quarterback and because of the two receivers that well I'll throw Goddard in there the three receivers they had. They were they were a bear to play to, to play defense against, uh, and the defense. Even though I I had my issues with the defense, the fact is that they were making the plays at one games. They were taking the ball away, and they were really really good in giveaway takeaway. I mean the turnover ratio. They were number one. They were top, they were top three in offense. They were top three in defense, and they were number one in giveaway takeaway. I mean any number you want to look at that equates to winning in pro football, they were right there. That was the team that they were. But my, my feeling is a, a lot changed in Chicago that day. And, you know, the question is, and I heard a lot of people saying after the game yesterday, well, Jalen Hurts, you know, he looked rusty. You know, he looked rusty, and now he's got a couple weeks to knock off that rust. Well, okay, but it, that's fine if it's just rust. But there's a difference between is he rusty or is he hurt? You know, if he's, if he's hurt, he can, only, he can only get so much better in two weeks. If it was genuinely just rust... Okay, yeah, yeah, two weeks you can probably get that back. But my fear is that he's playing with a really significant injury. And yesterday what you saw was 
that the play calling and the whole structure of the offense was designed to make him pretty much a pocket quarterback. The only running he did was uh, trying to get away from the rush on a couple of occasions. But that RPO, the whole RPO thing went away yesterday because he's just not right now a healthy Jalen Hurts. If this is as good as it's going to get in the postseason, Ange, I'll tell you, I mean, they might get to the championship game, but the championship game you can almost pencil it in right now. It's going to be San Francisco. Correct. It's, it's going to be San Francisco. And right now, they're playing the best football in the whole league. And even though you, know, you could talk about the home field advantage and the fans and the emotion and everything that's going to go into it, you know, right now, if the Jalen Hurts that's going to be playing then is the Jalen Hurts we saw last night, I just don't know if they can beat the 49ers. Ray Dittiger, it is uh, awesome to hear your voice again. We are going to hear a lot of you in the next few weeks on WIP, and let's hope we have one more great run. Ray, thank you. I sure you. hope so. Thank you, Ray. I appreciate it. All right, it. Dan.